Welcome to the Trailer Island Podcast. Uh, we compare films and their trailers. Did the film deliver what the trailer promised? Mm-hmm. I'm Alex, and always I'm joined by a much happier Matthew, Steve, and Steve. Uh, how are we all going? Well, I can tell you I'm much better this week. I apologise for I, I can't remember last week's episode. It's just I must have blacked out. But um, I'm back this week. Um, you were you were a grumpy man. I, you were speaking in Aramaic, ancient Aramaic. Really? Believe, yeah. Was there any Latin in there? It, there was a little bit. Yes. A little bit of Latin. Yeah. Oh, good. It's good if to know you, I haven't forgotten. Dear sweet, sweet audience, if you've not listened to our review of Shang-Chi, uh, please go and after this, have a look because Matthew, he does something different. I went on strike. It's a, it's a unique take on the film. A unique take on approaching this podcast in any way. <laughs> he, threw a, he threw a tantrum, everyone. I, I, I did. But a mild, mild tantrum. But let's let's talk about this movie that we're talking about this week because uh, yeah. what a whopping movie this is. What a, I, I feel fast. You feel fast. I feel fast. I feel the need, the need for speed. I watched Top Gun recently for the first time, so I'm just—I got quotes. So we're not doing Top. We're Gun. not doing Top Gun, <laughs> uh, but we're doing a film about fast vehicles. Yes. That go brum brum quick. Yes. There's a rivalry involved. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's uh, fortunately not an over unnecessary complicated love interest. Yeah. Which, which was, was refreshing. Everyone's not- married and happy. Married and happy, and oh, they just I go like about that. that. And that's not what the drama is of this. Not like, eh, again, you might be sleeping with someone else. And it's funny, I actually thought our two lead characters were going to have a massive falling out. And they do have disagreements, but that didn't really happen. They're still friends. They're, and they're just, they're just friends. And I thought, that's great. The drama does not come from them a disintegrating, you know, long-term friendship. It was with what they were doing and what they were have trying you, to achieve. Have you ever punched your best friend in the face? No. Okay. Maybe it was more of a 60s thing. To is do it, is that. that a mark of best friendship, punching them in the face? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, very uh, much the, the, the drama comes from within this week. It's come, it comes from the ego. Yeah, oh, yeah there is I a lot know. of ego in this, actually. Yeah. Yes. Battle and ego. That is the drive. I like going to strike again. For the plot of this film. <laughs> Um, yeah, without, it's, it's very exciting though, I have to admit. W- without further adieu, yeah. who would like to introduce this I, film? I, I, I will. Because um, there are two titles for this movie depending on what part of the world you're in. Here in, in Australasia and in the States, it's called... Oh, Shall I do the other one first? Give us the other one first. So the European title of this, of this movie is Le Mans 66. Mm-hmm. The Australasian United States title is Ford v Ferrari. Look out there. Out there is the perfect lap. You see it? I think so. Most people can't. Carol Shelby. Maybe. The Coke, Ford Motor. Suppose Henry Ford II wanted to build the greatest race car the world's ever seen to win the 24 hours of Le Mans. What's it take? Well, it takes something money can't buy. Money can buy speed. What well, in about speed? We need a pure racer behind the wheel of your car. That's Ken Miles. I don't trust him an inch. We heard he's difficult. No, no, Ken's a puppy dog. No. Whatever it is, Shell, no. Trust me. 
You're gonna build a car to beat Ferrari with a Ford. Correct. And how long did you tell them that you needed? Two, three hundred years? 90 days. <laughs> This isn't the first time Ford Motors has gone to war. We know how to do more than push paper. Go ahead, Carol. Go to war. Thank you, sir. Do you think you can beat Ferrari? I can try. We're lighter, we're faster. That don't work, we're nastier. Make history. You ready? I was born ready, Mr. Shelby. Hit it. <laughs> I remember being really angry at that trailer. Oh, really? Why? I, I thought it was a terrific trailer. trailer. I don't like sport movies. I'm, I'm very dubious about biopics as well. Mm-hmm. And then um, I remember watching that trailer and hearing my, one of my favourite songs, Gimme Shelter, and going, how dare they? <laughs> how dare <laughs> they? Now, I should point out for context that, Steve, you famously or perhaps infamously don't like motorsport. Is that? Am I right in saying that? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's pointless. And that, and in the terms of NASCAR, I'd agree with you. They just drive around in a mm. circle for hours. Um, now, I am a a good, a big fan of cars and certain motorsports. Alex, I think I'm right in saying you like cars as well. To a oh, certain degree, problem go good. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I think my reaction next to yours, Steve, mm. when I saw this movie, is I don't like sporting movies because I don't understand sport like baseball, mm. AFL, soccer or football, that kind of thing. I just don't get it. Mm. However, motorsport and cars is something that makes me very, very, very excited almost immediately. So this trailer, when I remember seeing this, I forget what movie it was before. It obviously wasn't a Marvel film. was great. I think this is a terrific trailer and it's just that sound design. It's snappy. Oh, yeah. It's fast. I think it's a very uh, engaging sound design. Now, yeah. now, now you're saying the, the alternate title for this is Le Mans... Uh, 66, I think, is the year. Or 65. I'm not... It must be 66. 66. Yeah. And what was the name of the song, Steve? Gimme Shelter. Gimme Shelter. I just checked. That was released in 69. Oh, very nice. So they don't have a period correct song. No, well, that, that's it. One out of five. No, nah, done. <laughs> We're done, mate. We're finished with this review. Um, now, I should point out another reaction I had to that trailer, which is very interesting having now seen the film, is I... Christian Bell's a great actor. I'm not going to try and bring him down from that. I thought his accent when I saw the trailer was bad. Mm. I thought that is a weird, bad accent. You're probably the closest to it in terms of naturality. Give us, yeah. give us your best Christian Bale in this. Uh, what, what, what? Are, uh, what's the one that you, the quote you gave me? Oh, that's a, it's a fast car, but it could be faster. It's a fast car, but it could be faster. Could be faster. Oh, um, technically, I think Steve's just better at it. Anyway, yeah, make well, your point. I, well, I'm not from that part of England. Um, but my point is, when I saw the film, I, I was blown away by how good he's. I mean, I know he's English yeah, anyway, but he, yeah. no, he's Welsh actually. Sorry, my mistake. Um, but anyway, his accent's great in it's this beautiful. film. And it's so good, and also actually, Matt Damon does a pretty good job of his Texas mm-hmm. accent as well. Yep, it's so musical. I thought Christian Bell. I I was glued to him the whole time. He's mm-hmm. such a 
he's so good in this film. Mm. So good in this film. I think it's one of his best performances. I would agree. He's great as Batman, obviously. He's great in The Prestige. He's great in um, Exodus. He's a, he's a very good Moses. But I this is the first film where I 100% forgot it was him. Yep. And I just forgot that that was Christian Bale yep. I was looking mm. at. And that's always a mark of a good performance, especially on a, such a high, um, a, a noteworthy actor like that, I suppose. Well, because you're the one invested in racing, what's the film about? So this film is about... So Ferrari had, I suppose, a bit of a... They they were the kings when it came to... They had to, a stranglehold on... They, they did, and they, they were just winning all these races. And um, I think it's established in this film that Ford wanted to, I suppose, inject some more enthusiasm into their new cars because... Um, as is apparently an actually accurate quote, they were making films, uh, films, making cars for salespeople. Mm-hmm. It was what someone apparently said about them. So they decided, you know what? Let's make a race car and let's beat Ferrari because they actually offered to go and help buy Ferrari because Ferrari were bankrupt at the time. And Ferrari told them, no, we don't, we don't want that. And so Henry Ford II took some insults from Enzo Ferrari mm-hmm. and wasn't happy about that and said, you know what? We're going to beat them at. Le Mans, which is a endurance race, 24-hour race. And this film is a story about the production of the car. They had to make a car from scratch. And also the search for the perfect race driver. I think that sums it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt Damon plays Carol Shelby, who was also a famous racer, who also is brought on board by Ford to help with... He's actually... I think they bring him on board more to be a face. No, I the think. lead designer on it. Because yeah, his stage, public relations are also very important to them. Yeah, because he's well. signing things for yeah. fans. And because at this point, he's running his own franchise of modifying... Yes. I thought he was Ford selling vehicles. cars, wasn't he? He is, but he's modifying... Right. I believe it's Ford okay. because yeah. Shelby has always been associated with Ford. I don't know what his history is with... Yeah, with Ken Mars. I haven't had a chance to actually research this yet, but I will. But I, we get from the film that they have a pre-established close friendship. Sounds like a professional relationship as Prof- well. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. I, I got the impression that Shelby was bankrolling Ken Miles's races. Yeah, I got that from the, yeah because he turns up to a race that right. that Ken Miles is is racing in, and I think it's fair to say that as the film goes on, they definitely. I would suggest become friends. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, and I think it was that was really organic. It was really nice. It's again, Steve. You, you mentioned your dis, uh, your hesitancy around biopics. They are hard to do. Mm-hmm. I think the classic example is a great film, First Man, about Neil Armstrong. But when you read the book that it's based on, you realise that that movie portrays Neil Armstrong as being quite more what's the word sort of subdued subdued than he was in yeah. in real life. In real life, he's known to be, he was known to be quite an incredibly friendly person. So there's always going to be changes with a biopic. If this relationship between Carol Shelby and Ken Miles is as accurate as it was in real life, I don't know. But I love the way it's portrayed in this film nonetheless. It's, you can get behind both of them. It's believable, isn't it? It is believable, yeah. yeah. I think a biopic for me is always going to have a disadvantage when I know the story. Because I don't, I don't know racing, I didn't know this story. So I, I, I was very enthralled in, in what was going on here. I was surprised That's about good. how much... I enjoyed this film. I, I was surprised about how much this film stuck with me for the last 12 months. Yeah. You know, re-watching it again in the last couple of weeks for this podcast, I'm thinking to myself now this may be one of my favourite films. Oh. I definitely enjoyed it quite highly. Mm-hmm. This, this is a film that I find very difficult to fault. The only fault I could really put out there, and it's, and I never would really judge a film by its special effects, but there are some effects where you go, that's CG. 
But at the same time, you only really notice that because a, lo- a lot of the real stuff feels so visceral, mm-hmm. you know, when they're doing the racing and that. So you can kind of tell when they switch to fake cars. But that's probably my only gripe. And my, I mean my only gripe. Alex, you mentioned you were a little bit ho-hum about the movie. I feel like they were trying to capture the characters driving the cars rather than the cars being the characters themselves. Right. Okay, yeah. And that's where I perhaps felt the disconnect there that I felt that the real workhorses of this were the cars and the drivers working together. We kn- I don't know that I ever really saw the personality of the vehicles. Is they, that- were, they were just a tool. Yeah, and, and is that perhaps, and this is a legitimate suggestion, I know it's going to sound a bit funny, but is that because Christian Bell is actually so charismatic in this film? Uh, maybe. That he, uh, well, that he overshadows everything else. I think because he is doing such a good job with this character is that they kind yeah. of focused on him and forgot about the car. Okay. I, I do he, agree with you on that one. I do. He, yeah. he does talk to the car. Yes. Yeah. And that, but you don't get that feedback. Yeah, okay. I definitely see that, yeah. So yeah. I, I, think, I think in this I was hoping that I would feel more for the vehicle itself when it had something go wrong with it or whatever you would be like oh no you feel for the car rather than much like the millennium falcon yeah Yeah. exactly it has a heart yeah okay i get you now yeah yeah um but i guess the challenge of this is that you know they built these cars in 90 days what do you do with this thing that's so fresh and new that doesn't have a pedigree do i particularly care for it yeah that, and that's the thing as well is uh, I should point out that this movie is two and a half hours long. I did. I, <laughs> so so I, I watched this, uh, you know, not long before we record this episode <laughs> and I, lo- I was like, oh, quick check of how long this film goes. Oh, my God. Two and a half hours for a racing film. Mm. What are they spending their time on? I understand. I do understand. <laughs> Funnily enough, once I was watching it, I thought you can't lose any of these scenes. Like, no, yeah, they're all yeah. necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it, I agree. It's I a agree. very tightly packed film. It just, it's, I guess, another Lord of the Rings reference. Like you look at Return of the King, which is nearly four hours long, but you go, oh, I don't know if I. Well, I know you disagree with this, Steve. I know I've just realised, but I don't know that I would cut any of the scenes in the extended cut of Return of the King because they're all great. I mean, oddly enough, this this the way this film is structured is. The first 30 minutes is completely dedicated to establishing this relationship between Ford and Ferrari. Mm. You know, most of the scenes don't, don't include Ken Miles or Carol Shelby. It's, it's John Ford, uh, John Henry, Hen- uh, John Henry Ford II, you know, trying to do this ac- acquisition with Ferrari and sort of establishing this and this massive rivalry. Yeah. And I think going mm. back to your point about the cars as well, I think the issue there is. They try to establish that the car is special. They're like, okay, Ken, Carol, we are working on the GT40. Play around with it, see what you can do. And there's this whole montage of them trying to soup up the car and, and put in a new engine and then try and fix that around there. And then toward the end of the film, when we get into the Le Mans race, we see two other of those cars for the Ford team. And, and that relationship dilutes itself. I think for a lack of better term, there wasn't enough car porn you know, okay, like that, yeah. that stuff that makes you drool over the the styling of it. I don't know, like it didn't. I, I my counterpoint to that. I get what you're saying. Mm. I think when it comes to car porn, the focus was not so much on the car, rightly or wrongly, but on the track. Mm-hmm. Because Ken okay. Miles talks about the perfect lap mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. to maneuver through the perfect lap, and I think it's in the trailer actually where he sits down on the on that test track with his son and and just sort of gazes off. I think it's more about the relationship between. There's a huge point in this movie about if you go fast enough, the car disappears and you're just a person 
mm-hmm. going through space. So I think the idea is it's about Ken Miles trying to get to the point where a car's so good, it's just him floating across the perfect track and there is no car. I think is perhaps yeah, what he yeah. was going for. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they succeed, I don't know, but that was kind of what I was getting. Especially there's that, I'm not, I'm not no spoilers here, but there's that crucial scene towards the end where we have a conversation to that effect that plays as a voiceover. I think that was kind of what the sign-off was meant to be, is that the idea of a perfect car is that you don't know there's a car there. Mm. I like I, that. I, to extend on that. I like that. I think it's also an ode to Ken Miles as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's also it's also trying yeah. to go Ken Miles in this movie. He is the real hero. Yeah, he's the absolutely. real hero. He's a broken hero. Yep. Yeah. But, but and again, like we said earlier, I'm so refreshed that there was no kind of family issue though. Like he has a loving wife, loving son, and they all love each other, and there's no no problem I mean, whatsoever. There's no issues. His, in. Yeah. His, his wife gets pissed at him because. He wants to quit racing, and she's like, "You can't do that because you are a racer at heart. Yeah, you you you, you need this in your life. I can tell that you need this in your life. And, Please go do it." And the confusion that he has about why she's angry—he yeah, just doesn't yeah. understand it. I was like, "I, I, I relate with that." On, on, on <laughs> it's a beautiful a, scene. <laughs> on such a level, it's like, I don't understand why you're angry. And then they talk about it. And you're like, okay, yeah, like you worked it out. That's yeah. what a what a married couple should do. You know, any relationship you do is you just talk it out. Don't then suddenly go silent on each other, and it's unresolved. And that's the yeah. tension for the film. It's just like, okay, no, you've dealt with it. And I mean, she almost kills the guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> almost kills both of them. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I do. I did like that thing where you know we've got this incredibly talented racing driver suddenly scared of being in a car that's going fast mm. I thought oh that's yeah. I don't know if there's much in that thematically but it was a nice thing to see you yeah. know uh, that well, was what, kind of fun. I, we, you talked about before where the you know the car disappears basically and he talks about how things slow down and yeah. you don't see that visually translated you see him sort of transfix oh, and, I, and, I disagree and the car and but the sound of the car does disappear and he just becomes this vision, but I, I just I, I think there are some really crucial moments, especially when he's racing around some gear changes, where he's he's just listening and he's like he's mm. just feeling the right moment, and and mm. I, I think that that's those were the moments where that was happening. I think. There are a couple of points where you know that it's implied they try to uh, create this relationship between Ken Miles, Carol Shelby, and the car as well, and and Carol is you know talking to himself while he's watching Ken Miles go around the track. Yeah. Saying, not yet, yeah, yeah. not yet, and then gear change, go for it. I think I wanted the story to be more about, you know, involved more in the vehicles, but but you're certainly right is that it is a story about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a story about him as a driver. <laughs> Matt Damon's character is almost second to that, despite probably having, I think, more screen time. I think a little bit, yeah. Is that I think it is more of a love story and ode to this man's pedigree in life. Yep. About what he achieved and how passionate he was about it, despite the politics that was all going on. But what I really did love is the um, that Shelby's. You know, he fought for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some yeah. really funny. That, whether or not they're true or not, I'd, I'd love to know. But there were some really funny moments of like locking particularly antagonistic Ford companymen in boardrooms while mm. so you can get you know get Henry Ford off by himself and have a quick word with him that Great kind of thing scene. which is a fantastic sequence um, <laughs> yeah like they've got each other's backs really and I really liked how they they really got across how the the head honchos are so disconnected from what's yeah, actually yeah. happening on the ground that it, ta- it requires brute force to remind them <laughs> what's actually happening yeah. in their company um, I think to, to that effect as well, what I'm talking about getting on the ground, something I think this film did incredibly well 
was just lifting a lid on the fact that this stuff was really dangerous. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. obviously the officials aren't going to start promoting these races. I mean, obviously nowadays they're a little bit safer, but saying these are really dangerous. No, they're going to say that we're going to have a fun race, much like the space program. NASA are never going to say, oh my God, I'm so stressed about this, this launch. They're going to go, no, everything's going to be fine. Everything, we're all trained for this and everything's going to be happy. So first man in this movie, you're, you're in the cockpit, basically. Mm. You're seeing you know, the vibrating metal and everything and things could fall apart at any moment or your brakes could explode. That kind of thing. The I, bloody door won't close. Oh, the door. And I loved it. He just gets the hammer. It was, it was great. <laughs> I, I, I was surprised in expecting something to go catastrophically yeah. wrong. Yeah. yeah. And I guess when you've got a film that's based on reality, that there are some things that they have to abide by mm-hmm. and they can't blow out of the water in terms of context. Mm. So... It, it, Oh, sorry. It please. wasn't. It wasn't over dramatized for the sake no, of drama, which was I, nice. I did find it like I, so. I I knew that that Ford. I forgot what race it was, but I just knew in the back of my mind that at some point in the sixties, Ford had turned up out of the blue and beaten Ferrari. I, I knew mm. that. I was like, I'm assuming that's what this story was. I couldn't remember, so I was really tempted to Google the race as it yep. was happening because I yep. was so yep. tense. I was going, I just want to know what mm. happens. Like, no, no. Yeah. Let the movie's doing its job really well. Yep. Just sit there and suffer. And and the race will end. Yep. But uh, you know, you, you feel the the something like you say something could go horribly wrong at any moment, and you don't yeah. want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Which is, I guess, the excitement of motorsport. I guess is where it came from initially. I, I thought this this film was just a, a wonderful, uh, probably a, a good teachable example of just um, tension in a film. Yeah, and how to write tension into your film. Absolutely, because it's it is you know. There's the main goal here, and that's Ford wins Le Mans. Yeah. Okay. And and this film, it, it just puts up um, very well-placed hurdles, very well-placed obstacles that sort of draw, you know, that wind up that tension throughout the film until, you know, the denouement, the race at Le Mans. Yeah. And it, it, it just comes together so well at the end. Um, for better or worse. Mm. Yeah, I, I would suggest that this movie is one of the most complete and um, I don't want to use the word wholesome, but in a strange way, it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, this is just such a complete package, and it's possibly one of the most entertaining films I think I've seen this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of another movie that's, in the last 12 months, that is, of course, but a, a movie that's sort of really reeled me in like this. Great soundtrack as well. Great soundtrack, yeah. Yeah, I found it a bit unremarkable. I thought. Well, you're wrong. Well, they didn't. <laughs> well, they didn't use. They didn't use the Rolling Stones in the film. They didn't need no. to. I, I felt like the original score they had there with like this electric guitar, sort of the whole way through, was just it was great road music to go along with it. They yeah. also know. They also know when to bring uh, to pull out of the score, you know, and let uh-huh. Uh-huh. the car driving the the rhythm rhythm of the engine do the do the music for them. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's nice, isn't it? The music <laughs> of the engine. Um, well, I, I I will give it credit that I did start watching the film thinking, I'm going to have to watch this in two sittings. I don't have time to watch two and a half hours and end up watching, I think, two hours of it in one go. I was huh. like, man, I need to go sleepy go bye-bye because it is late. Yeah. And then I finished it off in I, the morning. I, I have to admit, um, unfortunately, I did miss this in cinemas. Unfortunately, again, would have been great. I, I too watched it in two sittings. I watched... But I, I went, I'll watch an hour and then I'll go to work and come home and, and finish it and watch mm-hmm. the, uh, the last mm-hmm. hour and a half. We all understand films where we'll pick what, we, what I think will be the first act turning point of something close to that hour and stop it there. Mm-hmm. 
and and then ended up watching about an hour and a half or uh, same as you. So so again, like I and I I've got to catch the bus. I've got to go to work, and that's just how good it was. Well, I watched it one sitting because I'm not weak as piss. Look, if I had the time, I would have watched it in one sitting. It's only because of because I had to. Um, so I, I apologize. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> too, too long, my my buttocks. I, I I don't think the film's too long. I think it's the length it should be. I just ha- didn't have. Two and a half hours at once where I could watch it. <laughs> I'm also, I'm very, I'm surprised about how under the radar this this film sort of flew. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, being released in 2019 uh, and then looking, looking at all the lists from last year of, you know, the top movies of the two, 2010s and then seeing this movie on, on a, several of these lists, I was a little bit surprised by that because it is... It's not an underwhelming film, but it just, you know, it came out at a time where I think it didn't really get as much notice as it should have. No. I, I, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm agreeing with you that I think it should have more notice. Yes. Uh, So, out of five, what? Ice cream. Gear changes. Wrenches. Wrenches. Wrenches wrenches. is good. Ice creams. Why? Oh, because he keeps offering his son ice cream, which I thought was really sweet. It is nice that he's got this nice, loving relationship with his son. There's no like drama there. It's just in fact, when it came to like seeing him do his test drives, and there there is a, it's in the trailer. Unfortunately, I don't know why it is, but um, there's that test drive he has which ends badly, and his car explodes, and he survives obviously because it's halfway through the movie. But I really felt the tension for him, something bad happening happening to him through his son mm-hmm. who was always there yeah. at the side yeah. of the track yeah. watching his dad do this and it's like I, I, I can't that that worked for me i that was like yeah. oh god that's so sort of if something bad does happen it's going to be horrible you know yeah that kind yeah. of thing yeah, yeah. love mm. that so yeah. that's what that's why i said ice cream ice creams <laughs> ice creams yeah you're happy with ice cream i'm happy with ice cream who like it? <laughs> i'll go first okay because i think did i i suggested this film didn't i uh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you did. Uh, look, this is it's it's, it's going to be a five. Oh, oh, definitely a five for me. Um, yeah, this is this is something I always if it gets stuck in my head, um, and is it sort of constantly rattles around my mind. It's something I come back to, and I really just do appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the performances. I love the, the cinematography. The story is 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 fantastic, and and really at points. It turns up the tension and pulls on the heartstrings. Um, like I said, it's probably one of my favourite Christian Bale performances, and I'm I'm happy to go on YouTube and have a look at um, Christian Bale as Ken Miles. Uh, what do you call it? Um, like highlight reels. Highlight reels. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's yeah, definitely definitely a five. Definitely, it, it it's I think probably one of my favourite films now. Wow, that's I, really I, good. I would definitely agree with all of that. Um, it's a five from me. Oh wow! I, look, I don't really have anything to add that we that we haven't already said. Just, just I, I loved this movie. I cannot wait to see this again. I will be watching it again in one sitting this time because attention will work better that way. Obviously, that's how films are designed. But uh, yeah, definitely my favorite Christian Bale film by a long if shot. If I see it released in in a theater, I'm jumping on it. Yes, me too. If they do a, another screening of this, I, I would absolutely. And watch that, but yeah, uh, I love this movie. I, this is a movie that I would strongly recommend to people to go and see, uh-huh. um, or, or rather see it at home now, obviously. But um, yeah, it's fantastic. It's pretty family friendly as well, isn't it? I, I think uh, yeah, it so. Is. There's not too much um, effort and jeffing in there, I don't think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of walking furries in there. Uh, no, um, it's it's a good. This is a this is a really good event film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, four out of five. Yeah. Oh, that's the I'm done. <laughs> that's better than I thought from you. Uh, I think my criticisms were vocalised as such, and you guys did turn it around for me in hey. some ways. Okay, yeah. which is which is good, and I appreciate you for that. Air yeah, pressure, yeah, <laughs> the power of democracy, democracy manifest. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that, that, I, I think that concludes itself really. So fourteen out of fifteen. You know, you know what? That is, I, that is more than I was expecting this film to get. Okay, and and I, I think I'm yet to turn that corner on knowing exactly why you guys gave this five out mm. of five. It's just not quite there for me. Okay. I, I, as I've said, let it, let it grow on you. Okay, let it grow. Come back like, to it like in 12 a fungus. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Come back to it in twelve months. It's gonna be a grower, not a shower. Okay. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Well, who wants to get some ice cream? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I got some cream for you, Matthew. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, right. Well. Uh, so, 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 much for, so much for family friendly. Say, <laughs> go get some ice cream. I That's do, what I, I'm offering. I, I do like. Can I have a wafer in mine, please? Yes, of course you can. <laughs> any, any special requests for your ice cream, Steve? Uh, I will have cookie dough, please. Ah, oh. uh, okay. Um, also, Matthew, my James Bond book's gone missing that Casey kindly well, provided. Well, I, I, like I say, I don't remember last week, so oh, I don't know okay. what you're talking about. Okay. Hmm, very suspicious. I'm just sitting here minding my own business, hmm. just doing what I do. Hmm. We've been the Trailer Island podcast where we compare films in their trailers. Did the film deliver what the trailer promised? Do we think the trailer, uh, the film delivered yeah. what the trailer promised? Absolutely. Oh, that's good. Uh, I've been Alex, and as always, I was joined by Ken Miles, Carol Stelby. <laughs> Do we like the fact uh, that Ken Miles, being a really good race driver, had the last name Miles? Oh, God. Yeah. No, I didn't think about it like, at all. Perfect. Like Mark Webb directing some um, Spider Man films. Did anyone think it was coincidence that the guy called Shelby is also like Ford's called Shelby as well? <laughs> Ferrari. Your comedy is so nuanced, I don't know how to feel about it. Subscribe wherever you get us from. Uh, blah, 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 I don't know. Join us Facebook. Social Send us network. a message. Social things. Yep, good. Request <sighs> movies. Yeah, request the movies. Just reach out. Good night, everybody. I'm tired. Ta-ta. That was really good. Wow. This is a Narrative Network podcast.